0: Videos, the Osbeers COB
1: is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello and welcome to the COB on this Friday. Andrew joined by Scotty. Uh, Scuddy, good to have you in person, i got to say.
0: Yeah, mate, it's uh, great to be uh, out of the virtual world and into the uh, reality. It's well, great.
1: You picked a good week to come up. Bit of excitement.
0: Well, we broke the uh, the rainfall record for Sydney. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. one thing that that's, that's not changed since I was last up here. I uh, know boys have an umbrella handy in Sydney nowadays, but yeah, it's, uh, the first winning week we've seen in four.
1: Indeed, um, largely sparked by that move by the RBA, which uh, obviously went twenty-five rather than the expected fifty, which actually rippled across global markets.
0: Yeah, who would have thought the RBA creating our uh, global headlines? But Didn't take long for it to go and kind of, you know, be watered down and then the RBNZ went and changed the other narrative and then certainly what we've heard from the Federal Reserve in the time since suggests that uh, any premature talk of a policy pivot is probably just that premature.
1: Yeah, reality bites uh, certainly has done in the last couple of days. So just taking a look at what's going on in today's markets, um, broadly down off more than, well, about 0.6%. The couple of bright spots there at the moment, energy, Given what uh, OPEC Plus announced yesterday, what we see by announcing its largest cut since the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. As a result, we've seen those energy stocks move higher. Um, certainly the oil stocks. And a uh, bit of movement too in materials too. I, I'm really struggling to get head around lithium at the moment. It just keeps going up and up.
0: It's a yo-yo. And look, there's a lot of speculative activity. We know there's a lot of retail money in there as well. And it's showing in the price action. It's now unusual we you don't go and see a, a daily swing in excess of five percent uh, in the big names uh, across that marketplace. But the, the common denominator is that energy security, whether you're talking about old or new, is clearly something that's coming to the fore. We know that you know, the situation in Ukraine looks to be deteriorating again, uh, based off recent comments and uh, recent actions, of course, by uh, Vladimir Putin. And then you go and look at, you know, the elsewhere, uh, around the world, uh, there's not a lot of investment taking place, particularly in the uh, you know, the fossil fuel industry. Mm. You uh, put those two together, and it's not really surprising you're going to go and see that uh, you know, structurally uh, dips are being bought insistently at the moment. Yeah, those geopolitical risks combined with, obviously, the prospect of a
1: global recession, also seeing those precious metals move higher. Many people saying we've now seen the bottom. This is the turnaround. Mm-hmm. I guess we have heard that
0: before. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, look. We're definitely closer to the bottom, in my opinion, than we are, know, the start of the move, Uh, whether we're seeing the uh, absolute lows. I look at what's going on with real yields and what's going on with the US dollar. They both look a bit long in the tooth when it comes to, uh, know, how much further they can go and run higher in the current environment. So I put those two together and say, look, all things being equal, the lows of gold may have been seen last week, but uh, am I going to be rushing out to go and buy bullion in the current environment? I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Actually, just back to energy, I should have mentioned too, obviously, the coal stock's doing very well today as well. Also, one of the standouts was Croon uh, Energy. That's, I think, after the Brazilian government essentially said it's going to cut its royalty rate uh, for its project there in Brazil. Yeah. I was looking uh, at
0: the, uh, the details of the uh, – it looks like so, you uh, know, to a certain point, no production still at uh, at the royalty rate. And then beyond that level – as they go and bring more uh, productive capacity back online, and hopefully i uh, lift it, that's where it starts to go and kick in, but uh, yeah, the top performer on the 200 today. Scotty, the other news today, the RBA with it, uh, RBA out with its uh, financial
1: stability review. Um, what were your t- takeouts from that? Because interesting what it has, it's obviously concerned about given where rates are going and the pressure that's building on households as far as servicing their debt.
0: Yeah, but it's not really a new facet, and it's not really surprising that we saw the RBA go and step down, although the markets were looking for another 50. Beyond that, I think there was a lot of people who were starting to go and say, well, they're likely to go and slow down the pace of rate hikes from here. They told us that when they get towards neutral, which we know that they've told us uh, many times, is around 2.5% in their opinion, they would uh, know the case to go and slow down the, uh, the rate hikes increases. Uh, and look, they talked about you know, tightening financial conditions. We talk about the Federal Reserve. We talk about the US dollar, you know, volatility in markets. All of that is uh, certainly contributing to tightening financial conditions. Uh, interesting that they're making is that, you no, know, things would get much worse if we see that trend continue. I, I wonder how much farther we can continue without having some kind of you no know, market accident. And that's uh, something a lot of people are starting to talk about now.
1: Yeah, perhaps whether there would be a tipping point just depending on where, that, where those rates end up as to... Uh Particularly, I guess, when you look at so many first home buyers getting in the market late last year, beginning of this year, at what was then the top of the market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess also perhaps that feeds into that decision that the RBA made earlier in the week. They, perhaps part of their mandate now is just looking at that housing market. Yeah. Uh, which is much as what the RBNZ does too, isn't
0: it? Absolutely, like the RBNZ uh, seems to be a little bit more I'm throwing caution to the wind, and they have uh, housing market conditions as part of their mandate, which is a key difference between the RBA. Even though we all know that there's a uh, kind of an unofficial element to the uh, to the RBA's way of doing things, but you're right. You don't have to have a whole you know, wide. A proportion of homeowners fall into trouble to go and get things really getting nasty quickly. In the United States during the GFC, uh, what, that was sparked by you no know, less than 10% of defaults. It was, uh, it was only you know, a small amount that really contributed to you know, the system coming down quite rapidly. And that's one of the things we've got to be concerned about. I know your Only as you know, strong is your most vulnerable link. And as you mentioned, a lot of I know, people went and took out very, very big loans on the premise that the rates would be left unchanged for at least 2024. Uh, And, of course, the environment has now changed dramatically over those last couple of years.
1: All right. Well, let's return to equities. And uh, on the call today, our stock of the day was Magellan. Goodness, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Uh, Should I quote? What you had to say earlier in the week
0: the <laughs> about putting into the small cap index—it's yeah. probably—it oh, has been brutal, has not it? Yeah, but, uh, Look, it's in all jest. I you know just, uh, no, if shareholders have been holding for a long period of time. Look, I do have sympathy for you. Uh, at the same time, there's been plenty of warnings. Like the downgrade cycle has been ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. Uh, the regulatory environment uh, is another thing as well. And there's a lot of low cost alternatives out there at the moment as well, which are delivering better performance. So it's kind of like you no. Know, vicious circle at this point in time and uh, where the spiral ends no one really knows
1: all right well let's get the view of our two experts that were on the call today Uh, joining Koshy was adam Dawes from shore and partners and making her first appearance karen tower from trebecca um yeah look i I think the problem with magellan is that the outflows that we saw this week were much larger than expected uh and much larger than than the market fall as well and so As the UBS analyst points out, we just don't have any any clear sign of line of sight in terms of when it's all gonna to come to an end. Mm. Right. So you used to have a hundred billion and now it's right. at
0: fifty. So your logic for a hold is, you know, if you're still in the stock, you've married it and yeah. you've got an emotional attachment 100%, to it. So hundred percent. Um sort of just stay there, you don't think it can get any worse? Well, it can certainly get worse. I right. mean, they can go to zero. I mean, that's right. exactly what stocks can do. There's there's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. UBS is 12
1: months price targets $9.80. You know, it's it's close to that, whether they take off that sell and put a hold on it and then put a buy on it. But to have a buy, you need to have inflows, not outflows. All right. So I reckon the call comes back to you now decide
0: are you going to sell it or are you going to keep it? <laughs> oh, look, uh, you won't go broke selling. Uh, no, when you're still can get some, some, some capital out of it, it's, uh, it's in a downgrade cycle and it's got a pretty tough environment out there at the moment. I know Dawsey, a lot smarter than I am and a lot more I know in the other in know, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be holding Even though yeah, you're taking quite a big uh, no capital hit if you've held it from the highs, uh, yeah, you can still redeploy into other parts of the market, make it back.
1: It goes back to that investor's dilemma, isn't it? Selling is so much harder than buying.
0: It is. Don't fall in love with a stock.
1: All right, Scuddy. So uh, before we head to what's up next week tonight, the all-important non-farm payroll report—well, what, fifty thousand expected to be added, which is obviously less uh, than uh, than previous months. Nonetheless, um, if we try and talk about, I guess the Goldilocks zone—is that it? Not too much. Not enough, you know. It's uh, it's what the market is looking for to reinforce their view as to what the Fed is likely to do, which is sticking by its premise that rates are continue to rise. In fact, we heard from Chicago Fed President Charles Evans uh, overnight our time, saying that that terminal rate is going to end up between four and a half and four and three quarter
0: percent. Yeah, that's very specific as well from Mr. Evans. But yeah, uh, it's an interesting event. Uh, there's clearly still a lot of pessimism priced into these markets. Uh, and a lot of hawkish sentiment price into these markets. So to me, the uh, asymmetric uh, risk to diet is that we're going to get a, a softer outcome and that we're going to lead to a, a, a renewed pop in risk, uh, risk uh, appetite whether it's going to go and change the narrative longer term though, I, I don't think so. There's still enough evidence coming through that the services PMI early this week in the States was very, very strong. Uh, the labour market, even if we get a kind of rogue result tonight, still looks like it's pretty decent at this stage. So the message from the Fed, I suspect, will not change too much regardless of what we get tonight. All right, and next week, in fact, we get some more data out of the US um,
1: just as far as uh, consumer inflation expectations are concerned. Um, Plus, we do get that key CPI and uh, PPI uh, figures as well, which will uh, further ammunition just as far as... um the, uh, the Fed's thinking is concerned.
0: Yeah, icky, sticky services inflation mm. is the problem at the moment. So um, that really caught a lot of people off guard in the last report. The headline uh, inflation rate is now probably not as important as the, uh, as the underlying uh, levels. And uh, certainly, depending on which one you look at, they're either not showing signs of coming down or still rising. Couple of key uh, data points
1: out of China too next week, with lending, uh, inflation, and also trade. As we head towards uh, in the second half of this month, that all important Party Congress to get an idea of
0: just where policy is going to be taken. Mate, uh, that's going to be a big one. You're you're a, an ex foreign correspondent. How you know, how big a deal do you see that event being? Well, it's it's huge
1: because you look at the entrenched power that she has at the moment, and that is going to be solidified. Um, Uh, But clearly, it's uh, at a critical point for the Chinese economy too, as we well know, given the crisis they've had in their property sector, which remains unresolved, and the economy is clearly slowing. So
0: what are they going to do? What are they going to continue that loosening? Well, that's the key thing. And I'm being surprised that we haven't seen the whole hog just yet which makes me wonder what's in the works. And I still think that there's going to be some kind of big vaccine announcement around that particular time to go and herald doji's uh, unprecedented third term.
1: Well, and also, you know, does he play that classic card of, hey, look over there, um, you know, because there's continued talk about those geopolitical tensions with uh, with the US, but also right. what it's going to do with Taiwan. Exactly. And it only has to look at Putin's playbook to see perhaps that's not how you do it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's... Very, very tricky environment at the moment. Uh, yeah, politically-wise, I know there is, uh, there is so much uncertainty out there, and uh, not really surprising that the financial markets, even with this, the, uh, no, having to go and deal with what's going on with the central bank side of the equation, uh, that's just an, an extra layer which is really keeping us on our toes.
1: All right. Um, if you were taking all those concerns, you'd never make any decisions as an investor, so take it one step at a time. Meanwhile, well, if you're on the east coast of Australia – I hope you can stay dry over the weekend.
0: Yeah. Either that or go and purchase a boat. <laughs> it's coming up. Yeah. Just thinking of me on Sunday afternoon trying to get back home. I, I do hope I get there. All right. Enjoy the weekend. See you next Take care.